Before we jump into this episode, you know that I love collaborating with other business owners because the more we support each other, the more we will collectively grow. And that's why I want to tell you about an incredible event that I am thrilled to be part of, hosted by one of our wonderful podcast guests, Wendy Collier. You're invited to experience Ticket to Freedom in its 10th season. This free event is a virtual learning retreat with business building and spiritual growth gifts where myself and a panel of other heart-centered, high-integrity leaders are helping you fulfill your purpose, grow your business with authenticity and soul fuel, and attract more soulmate clients without sacrificing what is most important to you or spending your life on social media. And you know I am all about all of those things. So head over to wendycollier.com slash Kelly to save your free seat before registration closes on May the 7th. That's W-E-N-D-Y-C-O-L-L-I-E-R.com forward slash K-E-L-L-Y. Welcome back to Entrepreneur School. I'm super excited to share a guest with you today. And I haven't had a guest on the podcast for a while. So I'm really pumped about this conversation. And honestly, having this conversation, my mind was blown several times. So be prepared to want to listen back to this, to have a notebook with you, or if you're on the go, make sure that you grab your phone and take notes. Because today we are talking to Jen Goodfriend, and she is a mindset coach and a hypnotherapist. And she shared a stat with me that less than 12% of female entrepreneurs make six figures or more in their business. And she is on a mission to change that statistic. She uses a unique combination of mindset and business strategies alongside hypnotherapy to help you achieve six figures and beyond while working way less and having way more fun. And I think that that is the dream and that you are here at Entrepreneur School listening to this podcast because you have goals and ambitions just like that. So tune in for this special episode and make sure to take Jen up on her offer to reach out and connect with her on Instagram. I've also included in the show notes the ways to connect with her and she has her own podcast and she has a free gift of a hypnotherapy recording that you can check out and experience. And it's so, so amazing. So I highly recommend you do that. I hope that you enjoy this episode of Entrepreneur School. This is the Entrepreneur School podcast, where we believe you can run a thriving business and still make your family a priority. This show is all about supporting you, the emerging or early stage entrepreneur on your journey from solopreneur to CEO while wearing all of the other hats in your life. My name is Kelly Sinclair and I'm a brand and marketing strategist who started a business with two kids under three. I'm a corporate PR girl turned entrepreneur after I learned the hard way that life is too short to waste doing things that burn you out. On this show, you'll hear inspiring stories from other business owners on their journey and learn strategies to help you grow a profitable business while making it all fit into the life that you want. Welcome to Entrepreneur School. Hello, Jen. Welcome to Entrepreneur School. Thanks for having me, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I am so pumped to have you on the podcast because we actually just met in person 
last week. And then I found out that you have a podcast and it's called the six figure female entrepreneur. Correct. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, and I listened to it on my way home from said meeting that we were at together. And I heard you talking all about getting in your own way and self-sabotage and all of these things that come up. And I thought, this is so relevant for everyone at almost every single stage of your business. You just get a new level of this challenge. So I thought, yes, please come on the show and let's unpack this and talk about how we can address this. What are some hacks that we can, you know, go through ourselves and what are some of the, you know, tools that you have learned to help, you know, women overcome these things. So. Um, let's start there. Yeah. So this is actually one of my favorite topics to talk about this whole self-sabotage piece, because I find it's the number one thing that actually stops women from living their dream life, from having that business, the income and all the things they desire. Because if we don't truly believe we are deserving or worthy of something, which women over 95% of women in the world have some sort of belief that tells them they're not good enough. They're not worthy enough. They're not deserving. And as long as we have those belief systems, we self-sabotage ourselves from actually having good things because if internally we're saying we don't deserve it, externally we're not going to allow ourselves because our mind is a powerful thing and it gives us what it thinks we want. And what it thinks we want are those belief systems. So it can't give us something it doesn't believe we want. And so it's just this complete externally I want this, but internally I'm saying I can't and it's that back and forth battle and unfortunately the brain always wins and you end up feeling like, well, my life sucks. And why is this happening to me? Oh, yes. So true. And you don't even have the awareness most of the time that that's happening. And that's the problem is these are unconscious thoughts. So our mind has two different parts of the brain, the conscious, which is the part that's listening to me now going, okay, Jen, I'm listening to you. You're processing, you're maybe talking to yourself, but then we have this unconscious part of our brain and our unconscious is actually the powerhouse. It is the decision maker. It is the the part that is in control and the unconscious is unconscious to us. But this is the part of our brain where our belief systems come from, that all of our memories are stored. We can like tap into that unconscious and every memory from every moment of our life and even in the womb can be found within that subconscious mind. And it literally is taking all of our memories um, and it's not just our memories, it's our interpretation of those memories and creating belief systems. And then based off of those belief systems, it's telling us how to act, how to think and how to react. And so most of the time, the things we do are unconscious because of these unconscious belief systems. So we may consciously say, I want a successful six figure business. We're working our butts off. We're doing all those things, but then it's not happening for us. And we go, well, maybe it's just not meant for me. When really it's an unconscious belief that's holding you back, that's actually preventing you from doing what you know you need to do. Mm. And so you work with women in hypnosis. Correct. That's you one of the modalities. Yeah. 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 Because I love hypnosis. It changed my life. So I was my ideal client 10 years ago. I was that struggling business owner was self-sabotaging. I literally had such low self-worth and low self-esteem. I didn't think anything of myself. I thought I was dirt. I thought I was garbage. I thought, you know, I'm the most worthless person in the world. Well, if you believe those things, it's really hard to create a abundant lifestyle and a successful business for yourself. Plus I had all these other crazy money blocks. Like you have to work hard for money. Women can't earn big amounts of money, all these other craziness. So 
I just, it changed my life. It was when I found hypnosis that I was able to one, uncover, I even had these beliefs because I didn't know that. Like I knew I had low self-worth. I knew I didn't think much of myself, but I didn't realize that I was actually stopping myself from having what I consciously desired. And it was quick and easy. Like literally we went into my mind. Um, and the nice thing about hypnosis is it's, it's so relaxing. It's so calm. There's so many misconceptions around hypnosis and that it's mind control that you're unaware, but that's exact opposite. You're literally aware of the whole process, what's going on. You're a conscious creator during the process. And I was able to go back to the first moment I created a belief I wasn't enough. And I was two days old. Literally the moment I was born, I created a belief I wasn't good enough. And I carried that belief with me up until that point in my life. And because I didn't believe I was good enough, I wouldn't allow good things. So something good would happen. Say I made a big amount of money in my business. I would go do something to sabotage it. So I'd have like a 10th month. And then the next two months I'd have nothing. I would self-sabotage to not allow myself to have those. And because of hypnosis, I was easily able to uncover it. And also because hypnosis works at the subconscious level, I was able to re-record and re rewind my brain and give myself a new belief system. So I was literally able to remove that old belief and say, no, Jen wants to be successful. She wants to be happy. She wants to have a successful business. She wants it to be easy and fun and all those things. And poof, as soon as I did that, it actually happened. I quit self-sabotaging. I quit getting in my way. And I actually allowed myself to have what I consciously desired. So that is incredible that you were able to identify that at only two days old, you started this belief that you carried with you. So when you work with your clients, I'm curious, are there themes of types of beliefs that are showing up for them that are really preventing them from being able to get the things that they think that they want or they say that they want? Oh, definitely. So the number one, like me, was um, those feelings of not being good enough, worthy enough, whatever it is. There's that not enough piece of some sort. So it can show up as people saying, I'm not smart enough, pretty enough don't know enough, all those kind of things. Another really common one is imposter syndrome among female entrepreneurs. It's like, well, that person's been doing it longer. They know more. They're um, better than me. Who am I to be doing that is a big one. Another big one is money blocks. Every person I know has some sort of money block. Even multimillionaires have some sort of negative belief around money. And if you grew up in a middle-class or poorer household, you probably even have more of those things like rich people are evil. Um, my parents' favorite, they always told me, what do you think money grows on trees? Right. Well, as kids, we internalize those things and it's like, oh, that's a bad thing. Or, you know, you have to work hard for money. That was one of my big ones. Like you can have lots of money, but you have to sacrifice family. You have to work hard. I see that in so many women. So those are very common ones. Um, there's others as well. Fear of success and fear of failure, both. It's funny, sometimes women, more women fear success than failure because mm. failure's familiar. If we fail, we just go back to the way life used to be. But success is new and unknown. And our brain, like our brain does not like unknown at all. So we fear failure or success because it's like, well, what if I am successful? What if I make lots more money? What if I, you know, how are people going to treat me? How are people going to react? Is my family and friends going to think differently? Am I going to lose people? Is my family not going to react well? So those are very common ones that I see among female entrepreneurs that, and the thing is, is most of us don't even know we have these. They don't recognize it. They just think that there's something wrong with them and they're just not meant to be successful or be happy. Wow. That one was mind blowing. Like, I know that that's true. We fear 
success more than failure, but because what you just said that because it's familiar and that's that whole thing of being in your comfort zone, right? Where when we have these big goals and we think that, or we, we state anyway, that we have goals and we want the six figure business and we want the next level of success. And we say that we want it while we don't know what that looks like. And it's uncomfortable to go into that place. And what do you have to leave behind? There's all these additional things out there that like the, you know, you can't get what you want by doing what you've done, which means Mm -hmm. everything has to change. And that's scary. And we're up against these things on a daily basis. Yeah. And again, our mind's number one job is to keep us safe. We have not evolved as humans in thousands of years since we became humans. Our brain's primary job is all about safety. So anything that creates a fear, an unknown, our brain sends off these alarm bells going danger, 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 and it makes things really hard to do. That's why it's hard to change habits, why it's hard to do new things, why it's hard to take the leap. Like so many entrepreneurs, it's like, I want to leave my job and go full time in my business, but they're so afraid to leave that comfort of a day job and the steady income and the benefits and all that, that it makes it really difficult because your brain's going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So we have to make our brain more comfortable with these shifts in order to make them easier. And we can do that. We can quiet that brain and we can say, no, this is okay. But until you do that, everything is going to feel way more difficult than it actually needs to be. Yeah. You know, I'm, as you're speaking, I just keep thinking of some of my own like thought processes and how like particularly in growth, when you start focusing on growth and striving for growth and, and behaving in ways that like will support that growth, like by, you know, whether that's taking courses or listening to content like this, even where you're, you're starting to reflect and become aware and and conscious of the things that are causing you to behave or do the things that you do or don't want to do. Then you start thinking about everybody around you and how your changes are going to affect these other people and how they might think about you differently. I I feel like I, at one time, when I even first learned what personal growth was and I started down this journey, I was worried that my husband wouldn't get on board. I was like, what if I get on a bus to growth and he doesn't come with me? Yeah. Like That's not a fun feeling. That was like the biggest fear that I had. So then the choice is, how do you get him on the bus? Or just trusting that when you get on it, they're going to jump on, right? Yep. And it's so common. So when I started my business over five years ago, I was in a relationship and I started this personal development journey. When I started, even before I started my business, I started this personal development journey and I was growing, I was healing, I was feeling better about myself. And my partner at the time felt so threatened by it. And he literally was trying to sabotage me. And I have clients who have gone through the same thing where their partner's like, don't grow, don't change. And instead of growing with them, the person is actually trying to hold them back. And at that point, you have to make that decision of, is this the right person for me? And I had to make that decision and leave a relationship because I knew I was meant for more. I didn't want to be that insecure, unhappy person for the rest of my life. And in order to do that, I had to leave that person behind. And it's not always significant others. It's friendships. Over the years, I've had to let go of a lot of friendships of people who didn't like me becoming a better version of myself. They were threatened by it. They were scared by it. Um, family members. I've had to set up some pretty extreme boundaries in my relationship with some family members because 
they were intimidated and worried and trying to pull me back down to their level. And I'm like, I love you and I want you in my life, but I can't let you be pulling me down all the time. So if you want to be in my life, this is how you have to act when you're around me. If you do X, Y, and Z, I can't be around you. I can't talk to you. I can't have that relationship. And these things are so hard to do because we love these people. They're in our life for a reason, but at the same time, we have to prioritize ourselves sometimes. And as women, that's really hard. So we have to ask ourselves, like, is this something I really want? And if the answer is yes, then you need to do whatever it takes to make it happen for you. Even that, if that means letting things go that aren't serving you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, one of the things that I was telling myself constantly, like writing down as an affirmation was, um, my light shines to brighten others. So like knowing that, and that's true, right? You're generally speaking, if people really do love you and want to be in your life, they're going to be happy for you to be growing. And actually maybe that inspires them to change some of their own behaviors or thought processes or whatever to, you know, join you at that next level. And if not, then kind of being comfortable to allow that to change. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't make people want something that they don't want for themselves. So we sometimes just have to make those hard choices of, do I keep this person in my life and have them keep pulling me down? Or do I let them go with love? And maybe that's what they need in order for them to find that for themselves. Right. So becoming aware, first of all, of the like changes that you need to make for yourself, is that the first step? Like, what, what, what do you say is the, what's the action plan for women business owners who want to grow, but find that they, even if it's just through listening to this podcast episode right now, if you're sitting there nodding along going, oh, maybe I have some of those blocks or maybe I'm limiting myself subconsciously. What, what do I do now? Uh, so like you said, it's the awareness piece. So really just start paying attention to your thoughts. We as human beings have thousands of thoughts going through our minds throughout a day. And most of them we don't even pay attention to because they've the same thoughts over and over again. We just kind of block them out. But a lot of those are those negative thought patterns. So I say, start paying attention to your thoughts. Like if you're feeling kind of ugh and uncomfortable and you're like in that funk, start like asking yourself, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? What's coming up for me? Paying attention to those thoughts because they're there. We've just started blocking them out, but they're still there. They're still giving us programs. They're still telling us how to act. So that awareness piece is key. And if that still doesn't even work, I'm a big proponent of journaling or writing. So um, psychology, they did some studies on this. Um, I actually have a degree in psychology as well. And they did studies on journaling. And the reason it works is there's something to do with actual pen to paper. So this isn't typing. This is actual writing it somehow connects with the brain in a different way than just trying to think or speak does. So we can connect with parts of our brain that aren't always conscious through writing. So what I suggest always is just starting with a simple question, like, why am I feeling crappy today? Or why can't I, you know, why can't I achieve my goal? Something simple like that. And even if you have to start forcing yourself to write anything, I just tell my clients, write whatever comes in your mind. Even if your thought is, oh my God, this is so stupid. I can't believe Jen has me doing this. This is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Write whatever comes up. And then as you're forcing yourself, all of a sudden things will start popping in your mind. You're like, wow. And just start writing and you're going to find things are going to come out and you're going to have these aha moments and it's just going to connect so deeply. And then you're going to look at this going, wow, I didn't even know 
I thought these things. So it's really is powerful. This isn't something you have to do on a daily basis, but I suggest like when you're feeling in a funk or you're feeling ugh and you don't know why, this is a great way to start working through it and starting to uncover what is going on so that you can start healing and working through it. Yeah, it's so true because we live our lives in a go, go, go perspective all the time where it's like, what's next? What's next? And you're never stopping to sit and reflect. So when you can create the space to do that kind of an exercise intentionally, it is really powerful. Even if it's just like, you know, what did I do this week where I, cause sometimes you go, go through a week and you're like, Oh, did I even accomplish anything? Did I even do anything? Like what even happened? And then you sit down and go, Oh, um, yeah, this amazing win. Or I had a, I had a coach that I was working with one time and she would always ask me at the beginning of our calls, like, what are your wins from the last week? And I would be like, I don't know. And one time I got on there and I was like, I don't know. And then after we started talking for a few minutes, I was like, um, I won a national marketing award. <laughs> and I had just put that away, like moving on, what's next, like always going forward. So sitting down and taking the time to do some intentional reflection, both from like a success perspective and like what's bugging me right now gives you that connection to yourself to get those insights that you need to figure out where you need to focus to move forward. Agree completely. And actually on that part of not being able to remember, I actually have a gratitude practice that's part of my everyday morning routine. So I deal with the more deeper, harder stuff, like doing some journaling, doing that work. But then I always end on this gratitude note to start my day, because even if you write down 12 things that you're grateful for that day, it can be even something as simple as hot shower or, you know what, a, a comfy bed to sleep on. It just shifts your mindset because you've been focusing on that negative stuff, which you need to do. But then before you get into the work and the day-to-day -day tasks and getting into your business, that little bit of gratitude just shifts your mindset into that state of gratitude and awareness and that higher vibrational level so that when you dig into your day, you're just at that better level. You're energetically at a better place to start your day off than if you're still ruminating on all that kind of crappy stuff that you just work through. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I love all of this and I feel like it's a really great starting point for people. What advice do you have for maintaining these kind, like this kind of work, the ongoing work that uh, uh, let's call it like it is, this is something we have to deal with regularly. Like you don't just like change your mindset one time and then you're good for the rest of your life. The same way you can't just go to the gym one time and then be in shape for the rest of your life. Right. Exactly. I'm so glad you agree because this is key and this is where most business owners end up failing or don't succeed or give up is because of the mindset piece. So I say mindset is the foundation for your home. Without that proper foundation, that house is going to be shaky. It can fall back down. One little storm comes through, knocks it all down. So that mindset is the foundation. That is the difference between people who give up on their businesses and multimillionaires. So multimillionaires mindset is part of their daily and regular routine. They're always working on their mindset. They're paying attention to when those negative thoughts pop up. They're working with someone to help when the big stuff comes up. So I always say the first six figures, those first couple years in your business are the hardest times because most of us are not entrepreneurs. We don't come from entrepreneurial families. We don't have the programs that tell us how to be an entrepreneur, how to be successful. So those first couple years or that first six figures in our business is the hardest one because that's when the biggest stuff comes up. That's when these big beliefs like not feeling worthy, being an imposter, fear of success, all those things really come up is in that first part of our journey. 
And that's when we have to do the most amount of work. Once we work through that and we get that success, we start getting that momentum. It becomes easier. We've kind of hit that level of our business where it's that scaling next rather than the building. Then it's just that maintenance mode. It's that matter of recognizing at this point, you know, when those negative thoughts start popping up, you start seeing the pattern showing up in your business. And then it's those tune-ups. It's like that regular tune-up, but it's also a daily practice as well. And this doesn't mean you have to spend an hour or two every day doing mindset work. For some people, that could be 10 minutes. It could be literally just when you wake up in the morning, laying in bed, visualizing what your day is going to look like, visualizing what success is going to look like for you over the next year. Literally, it could be 10 minutes, five minutes here or there. If you're um, driving and you can just, you know what? focus your mind on something while you're driving. It's really simple and easy, but then it's those bigger tune-ups when things pop up. So if you're hitting, we all have what we call these glass ceilings and we hit them at different income levels as we up-level in our business. Some people it's you know 50K and then it's 100K and then it's 250K. That's when we need those bigger up-levels, those bigger tune-ups where we say, go work with a hypnotherapist and go, okay, why can't I pass that 250K level? What's What's getting in my way? What's blocking me? getting that help, working through that, the deeper stuff, the more um, internal barriers, working through that so that you can bust through that to continue doing the daily work till you get to that next level. So it's the basic starting work and then those everyday maintenance mode to keep it up and keep your levels up. Do you find that it is like financial growth that is the primary trigger or is it just like an easy marker in business? It seems to be an easier marker for people because it seems like we're we're a society driven by money. Everything is about how much you earn, how much you make, your cost of living, all of those things. So most of us, that's how we set our goals in most businesses is, okay, my goal this year is $100,000. My goal is $250,000. So those are our kind of levels in business where we mark our certain success levels. So we are comfortable. Like in my first business, my comfort level was what? corporate would pay me. So I, as soon as I got to that corporate level of income where corporate told me you're worthy of this amount of money, I would start self-sabotaging. So I would allow myself that amount, but no, nothing more. It wasn't until I had to work through those limiting beliefs that I was then allowed to finally let myself get to that six figure mark, because why would I be worthy of something if someone hasn't told me I'm worthy of that? So income seems to be one of the biggest deciding factors because that's how our economy is run. That's how life is run. As much as we're told you don't talk about money, everybody thinks about money and money is like this big thing that goes on in our life and in business and in everything. That's so interesting. That made me just think about how I have felt personally, even like thinking about being on LinkedIn. And when you run your own business, you get to give yourself whatever title that you want, right? And I started out as the principal. Because I thought, you know, that that's appropriate for a consultant to be the principal of my own practice versus eventually giving myself the title of the CEO. And yet still, when I see other people who are still working through like, like a lot of my connections are still corporate contacts and I see them getting promoted, for some reason, it feels more valid, like they've got more, they've got more validation by becoming a VP at a corporate entity than I do by being the CEO of my own business. Yeah, because someone else is giving us a title. It's really hard for us to give ourselves something and to say we are deserving or worthy of this 
But if someone else tells us, then it's a whole lot easier for us to believe because it gives us that outside validation. Mm. So how do you manage that with like, obviously the internal and external piece is huge here. Yeah. So again, it's your belief system. Something is telling you that who am I to be calling myself a CEO or who am I to be calling myself an expert? It's that imposter syndrome piece of, well, who am I to do this? Like there's so many times I hear women who are so knowledgeable in their specific zone of genius. And these women have researched, they've done all the stuff, but maybe they don't have a formal education and they go, oh, well, I'm not formally trained in this. So who am I to say I'm an expert? It's like, Yeah, but you transformed your own life. You've done more things than those supposed experts have done and helped other people do more than those experts. So why are you not an expert? You've got the real world experience, maybe not the book experience, but what makes you any different than them when you can get the same results, maybe even better results? So stop looking at those validating factors, those titles we give ourselves, those educations we give ourselves, all those other external validations. And we have to learn to start validating ourselves and just going, hey, I know my shit, I can do this, I get the results and just going out and doing it rather than second guessing ourselves because, oh, what's in a title or what's in a piece of paper? What's that going to prove to me? And that's so interesting because I've had the exact opposite. Like I have the degree and I'm like, but it's not the same as the person. Like it doesn't seem like it's as powerful of a story to say, well, I went to school and I learned how to do PR and marketing versus somebody who's like, look at the success that I created for myself and I'm going to teach you how to do it. So we are all basically I'm saying we're we're very good at making excuses and telling ourselves that somebody else is better for whatever reason that because we're not the same as them. Exactly. Even those like you who have the degrees and have the education have imposter syndrome as well, because we all have it. There's something inside of us that's saying, well, that person's better than me for X, Y, Z reason. And those without the education are saying, well, it's because they have the education and those with education are saying, but they've got the real world experience and they've got the proof they did it for themselves. So you can see on both sides of the spectrum, you're not alone. Just because you don't have an education doesn't mean the people with education don't feel the exact same way. Yeah. And I heard something one time I thought was so interesting about imposter syndrome, and that is it's a requirement because if you don't feel like an imposter, then you're not doing something uncomfortable. And we have to do uncomfortable things in order to grow. Yeah, success comes from stepping out of our comfort zone. So if you're in your comfort zone, you're not doing enough to get success. You should be pushing yourself. There should be a little bit of fear, a little bit of feeling uncomfortable. And it's in that that we grow. But it's learning how to manage those uncomfortable feelings, recognizing when those come up, making them easier. But if you're always staying in your comfort zone, you're not growing, you're not getting bigger, you're not improving. Hmm, so good. Oh man, I think this has been such a good conversation and uh, and I've shared personally on this podcast and in my own socials like when I struggle with this, which is regularly. <laughs> like being on top of it with your mindset takes takes intention, it takes uh it takes awareness like you said and it takes ongoing work. But allowing that space for it is important rather than like looking at it as oh, I have to do mindset work. So I must be sucking right now. I must, you know, like be down. Like I I must have a problem. So, you know, if we can embrace it as just part of our daily, weekly, whatever routine that we're doing, then maybe we just look at it differently. Yeah, I'm all about making business fun because we don't do things if we don't enjoy them. So if we're doing something because we have to, or we're told to, 
we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it fully. We're not going to embrace it. We're going to find excuses. So you have to find a way to do business, to do mindset, to do all of those things that feels good to you. So if like play is good to you, playing with your children, figure out how to work it into that. If you like journaling, if you write, like to write, figure out how to do it that way. Like it's all about making mindset a routine that feels good that you actually enjoy doing because then when you do, you're actually going to do it. You're going to get the results. You're going to do the work. And if you can't, then it's getting the help because if you've tried everything and nothing feels good, there's something going on that you need help to work through to make it easy because I'm all about making things as easy as possible. And mentorship is one of the easiest ways to make things easier and make things more possible, make things quicker and easier. As you know, people want to uplevel their marketing, their branding. Of course, coming to you is going to get them quicker, easier results. Same thing with the mindset. If you want to uplevel your mindset, if you want to make it easier, if you want to find out a way to make it fun and easy for you, that's where the mentorship, getting the help, getting somebody to show you that path and help you figure it out is so much easier than struggling for six months, a year, two years and going, well, it's just not for me. I'm just going to give up on everything. That, it's just mm. not worth it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because in reality, you don't start a business because you think you're going to quit it. That's yeah. not the point. <laughs> yeah. And nobody starts business to work more, to spend more hours, to make less money. But that's what often happens. And that's why people give up because they think they have to do it on their own. They think they have to have it all figured out. It's like, well, I'm supposed to be an expert. Aren't I supposed to know all this? No. People who start businesses are experts in their zone of genius. They're not experts at business. You're an expert in your zone of genius. You're an expert at helping people, but you need the help with the business. You need help with the mindset. You need help with the branding and the marketing. That's why there's people like you and me out there to show you how to take those other things and incorporate them into your business is because you're not meant to know it all. You can learn it, but you don't know it. And that's okay. Nobody does. We all have those blind spots and those things we have to learn. Yes. And that in and of itself is an important mindset awareness to take with you as a business owner. Is that no, just because you work for yourself does not mean you need to work by yourself. And there's lots of support out there and you need to lean into it. And obviously, like we have to look at the logistics of it and we can't take on every coach and every program that we want to join because I've I've been guilty of that and wanting to do that all the time, too. But also trying to do it all by yourself is also a recipe for frustration. It feels isolating and it perpetuates more of the negative feelings that you may be having right now. So looking for a way to connect with other people, whether that's a community, whether that's a coach or a mentor is such a great place to start to bring someone into your team and uh, like have an outlet. Because like, to be honest, your partner, unless they're actually your business partner, does not get it. Yeah. They can be really supportive and rah, rah, good for you, honey. Mm -hmm. You're wonderful. Just like my partner, but they don't understand the parts of sometimes of being an entrepreneur. So even sometimes just having a business girlfriend, I have a girlfriend that I can go to with anything when mm -hmm. I'm struggling, I can just send her a voice message and she's there for me. But having somebody who can give you not only a listening ear, but also the support you need at the same time, that's the importance of having those people on your team, those mentors, those coaches, those consultants to help you out because they can not only be like, okay, I understand you, but also here's how to help, here's how to fix it and move you through it quicker and easier. Because that's the difference between having the mentors and not 
is we can eventually figure it out on our own. All this stuff is figure outable. We can read enough books, we can take enough courses, but having someone literally show us X, Y, Z steps and say, okay, specifically for you, do this, this, and this, and it'll help. It gets us there quicker. It gets us easy there easier. And then we're less likely to give up. That's the thing why people with mentors succeed faster and easier is because they're given that specific advice. Whereas if we're trying to figure it out on our own, it takes way longer. Most people get frustrated and then go, I guess it's just not for me. Entrepreneurship isn't for me. I guess it's not meant to be. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. All that crap comes up. And then we give up on ourselves and give up on our dreams when we really shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And just to sum that up, the only way to ensure you're successful is to not quit. Exactly. Failure is only failure when you give up on yourself. Business is full of failures. Look at Edison. I love this quote. Edison failed over a thousand times before he finally completed the light bulb. So imagine if after one or two, he had given up. Failure is only failure when you stop trying. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for all of this, Jen. I think that's been like uh, an amazing download of things to think about. So I really hope whoever's listening, if you're listening right now, that you'll at least commit to taking some of Jen's advice and journaling when you're feeling yucky, creating a practice for yourself to reflect regularly and incorporating gratitude, especially into your day to day, because it's so important to shifting yourself into a positive and receptive space. And quite honestly, energy does not care. Like it doesn't care where it comes from. You can't just be like, in my business, I'm going to be like this. And as a mother, I'm going to be like this. And as a friend, I'm going to be like this. It's like, no, your, your vibration is goes across all of the pockets of you and needing to like find a place to tune it up, which is one of the reasons I got a puppy recently. So if you heard squeaking in the background, that was just her. I got a puppy because I wanted puppy energy. I wanted some playfulness. I wanted some of that around more often because I feel like that is vibration lifting and allows that'll spill over into the other things that I'm doing, you know? I love it. Such a great idea. (laughs) So let everybody know where they can find you. And if you have any uh, tools and resources, we mentioned your podcast. So I'll make sure I link all of the everything in the show notes as well. But just let us know what your favorite way is to stay connected with you. Yeah, so definitely the podcast, head over and check that out. But uh, the most I'm active on is Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram at the Six Figure Female Entrepreneur. I'm also on Facebook too, if you're not on Instagram, but definitely Instagram is where I hang out the most. And I'd love to have you guys come over there. And of course, feel free to send me a message. I actually love talking with all of you guys. So always feel free to reach out in the DMs and send me a message and say, hey. I will definitely support that. And you know, when you hear people on podcasts inviting you into their inbox, take them up on that offer. I do it all the time. And yet I don't hear from very many people. And I want you to know that we have talked about messy action and reaching out and like doing something outside of your comfort zone. And so maybe today, what that thing is, is reach out to Jen and let her know that you heard her here and start a conversation and see where that goes. I would love that. So good. Thank you so much for being here, Jen. Thanks for having me, Kelly. I had so much fun today. Me too. You did it. You just listened to another episode of the Entrepreneur School podcast. It's like you just went to business school while you folded your laundry, prepped dinner, or picked up your kids at school. 
Thank you so much for being here. I want to personally celebrate your commitment to growing your business. You can imagine I'm throwing confetti for you right now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review. Make sure you're subscribed and let us know you're listening by screenshotting this episode and tagging us on Instagram. Head to entrepreneurschool.ca for tons of tools and resources to help you grow your business while keeping your family a priority. You can subscribe to our email list and join our community. And until next time, go out there and do the thing.